Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Where the narcissist is actually stripped of the mass. They're stripped of all the things that they put out there saying of how good they are, of how amazing they are. And then people actually see who they really are. There's a huge aspect that I think that is one of the biggest narcissistic injuries. Oftentimes people ask, what can I do to hurt a narcissist? Or how does a narcissist actually finally leave me alone if I hurt them big enough? Or if I hurt them enough, will they actually stay out of my life? A lot of times when people are referring to this, they're talking about stuff that's been out there for a little while called narcissistic injury or narcissistic wound or narcissistic ego, like all the different things that get hurt from a narcissist. And a lot of times people are looking to try to figure out what is that narcissistic injury? What does that actually look like? What is that actually comprised of? Because a lot of times it can seem like it's random. Of like they rage out because of something small or they start to disintegrate because of something else that happened. Or they you know get into a depressed state because, well, you're not really sure. A lot of times when we talk about narcissistic injury, there's a plethora of different things that can happen that will end up affecting the narcissist in a negative light. A lot of times you'll see that from the smallest little thing of an act of criticism to the biggest thing of some big exposure. But typically what will happen is you'll have the narcissist that will get upset because something's getting revealed on one level or another or something's getting shown that they don't want to put out there, that they don't want someone else to see. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And I do that on a day-to-day -day basis across all different platforms. So if you don't follow already, check out TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Follow us on all those different platforms. Just look up Raw Motivations, okay? If you're on any of the, the podcasts, either Amazon, Apple, Spotify, we'd love to have you like, rate, or review just so we can try to spread the message out there more and more to help people understand what narcissism actually is. Because a lot of times people get an idea that it's just the, the teenager snapping selfies, not the person at home that's abusing their wife and kids. So I'd love to be able to have you be able to share that because you never know, you might be able to share it to someone and they would learn something that would help save their life, save their relationship, save their kids. So please help us out with that. If you want to interact with me one-on-one, -on -one, would love to talk to you anytime. Just go to rawmotivations.com. You can click on one-on-ones there, hear from a couple other survivors and be able to book a time with me. Just be able to work through to try to get clarity. So a couple of the big buggers that I work with is trying to help people get through the trauma bond of like how to rewire your mindset so that you don't go back and so that you can change the story that you're believing so you don't keep getting sucked back in. How to work through the detox phase of rumination of wondering like how do I stop thinking about this person? How do I stop being you know obsessed with them in and out of the relationship? And then also how to set up boundaries of what does that actually look like going forward so I don't go back to be with a narcissist and I don't get with someone toxic down the road. 
If you guys haven't had a chance to be able to check out the NARC app, go to narcapp.com. What it stands for is Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Community of like-minded people that are dedicated to help you grow, heal, and change, and often are walking along the same journey as you, ahead, behind, whatever it might be, to try to be able to help people there see and get clarity in what's going on. And download that at narcapp.com to be able to get some more information. We'd love to have you join, be a part of that community, and help in a lot of ways to be able to help other people. There's courses, there's content, there's exercises, there's weekly lives, there's monthly coaching, group coaching that we have. There's a lot of different things there. So check that out, narcapp.com. So a lot of times when we're talking about narcissists, we're talking about narcissistic injury in particular, we have to go a little bit deeper and we have to say like, okay, what is it actually that narcissists want? Because it's not necessarily love. It's not necessarily this like emotional connection because oftentimes they're destroying that and they're breaking that down. When we get down below the surface, there's an aspect of, of avoidance that happens in a lot of different ways from shame and guilt. And oftentimes that's overcome with the idea of power and control. And so when we talk about power and control, a lot of times they'll use like the phrase of like power of like with great responsibility comes with great power comes great responsibility, right? But a narcissist, they just want great power. That's it. No responsibility. Like they don't want to be accountable for the things that they're going to do. They want to have control over other people. They want to have control over every aspect of their life. Now, I think a lot of times people like just latch on the idea of like, oh, they just want to control other people. Is there an aspect of that? Yes. But a lot of times it goes back to the fact that they want to be able to control the mask. They want to be able to control the false persona that they're actually putting up in front of their face in front of other people. We're going to talk more about the mask later on today. Get this idea of you might have where the narcissist, you know, left and you're just trying to get through to them. And, you know, you're, they're done like controlling you. They're done controlling other people. And you're like, I just want them to understand. I just want to get through to them to have them understand what's actually happening. And you might beg, you might plead, you might get upset. You might have reactive abuse. You might end up lashing out at the other person's prodding. You might be a whole plethora of different things. And you're like, nothing seems to get through. Like, does nothing affect them? Does nothing hurt them? Well, a lot of times when we're talking about narcissists, what we're seeing is the lack of empathy, right? And the lack of empathy that makes it so they can disconnect from it. They can disconnect and that doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't really hurt. So a lot of times people wonder like what actually does hurt a narcissist? Like what actually does give them that injury? Well, if you look up narcissistic injury just online, things like that, uh, uh, typical definitions online of like emotional traumas that overwhelm an individual's defensive defense mechanisms and devastate their pride and self-worth. A lot of times that's what it comes down to is the idea of like that injury is going to overwhelm them so much that it breaks down the, the walls, the barriers, the things that they've set up to protect themselves, to, to keep everyone away from their false sense of pride and their false sense of self-worth. We know a lot of times like narcissists have high ego, right? Like they want to be able to look at themselves as being the best person in the world, the best person on the planet, the, the God of the universe, the God of their universe. And as a result, what they'll do is they'll tout that and they'll put that up so much, so high, and then they'll avoid anything that's going to cut it down, that's going to move away from that because they don't want to admit that what they're actually putting up to that mass that they're actually building is actually false and is actually fake. Now, when we talk about narcissistic injury, I think there's different levels of it. I think there's different aspects. Sometimes people think narcissistic injury is just like criticism. And it's just like giving them criticism and they get offended by it. 
I don't know if I'd necessarily call it that. Maybe it's more like a paper cut to a narcissist versus like, you know, there being a giant one or a big thing that happens that ends up being like that complete rejection or betrayal. When we're talking about narcissistic injury, a lot of times you'll see criticism thrown out there of like, oh, well, you criticize them and they got all pissed off. They got frustrated. They got mad because it's like, how dare you tell me to do something that I already know how to do? How dare you tell me to do something that I'm the best at already? So a lot of times you'll see that of like that ego is getting attacked, that ego is getting confronted. Sometimes you'll see it in the idea of defeat or like failure. So like in my own life, like I don't like playing games. I don't like playing a lot of games that I know I can't win at because I'm like, I don't want that defeat. I don't want to lose at something like that. So a lot of times if I know, hey, I'm not good at this game, be like, oh, let's play something else. Because I'd rather not go through that knowing that, hey, I'm going to have to deal with the fact that I'm going to lose to someone else. Mm, don't want to be able to have that. Don't want to be able to have that with my mask that's saying, hey, I'm a good person. I don't lose. I don't make mistakes. I'm perfect. All that kind of stuff. So I have to run away from that. The idea of like betrayal. A lot of times betrayal for the narcissist, like that happens to them, is never true betrayal. A lot of times it's projected betrayal. It's imagined betrayal. It's implied betrayal. But it's never, it's not always actual betrayal. Now, is there times in the relationship where the narcissist is there and the other person goes out and cheats? Yes, absolutely. And that would be an aspect of betrayal where the narcissist would get super frustrated and super pissed, but also use that as leverage to be able to abuse you even more. Other times, narcissists can view even the criticism aspect or different aspects in the relationship of like, you chose to go see your family overseeing me, so I feel betrayed. You also have rejection. And they'll read into the betrayal, they'll read into the rejection of like, I can't believe you want to spend time with friends instead of me. That kind of aspect will also be sort of like along lines of narcissistic injury. Well, things a lot of times with rejection and betrayal, it switches so fast because narcissists struggle with object constancy and black and white thinking. So like the idea of like it's all or nothing of like you either love me 100% or you hate me. Like it just goes back and forth really quickly. So the aspect of betrayal can happen to a narcissist, whether it's perceived or whether it's real, and they switch that thinking and they'll never get past that hurt. Because they don't know how to process anything else but like, hey, you hurt me, you harmed me, even if it's fake. You hurt me, you harmed me, so therefore you're dead to me. And as a result, they start the devalue phase, so the discard phase. Sometimes they'll get an injury where they'll end up spiraling out of control. Like when we see this, a lot of times you'll see narcissists that'll go into deep depression. They'll rage out even more. They'll be crying on the floor like a little person. Like, like you'll see it happen time and time again um, where that abuse will ramp up even more. Will seem like they'll just stop caring about anything and everything or themselves, like any aspect, like no self-care, like anything like that. You'll see that spiral happen every once in a while. You don't see it all the time, but you do see that every once in a while. What I think going into it is not just criticism, defeat, betrayal, rejection. I think probably the biggest one that ends up being like true, like narcissistic injury, if we're going to label it that, I think one of the biggest ones is exposure. I think getting to the place where the narcissist is actually stripped of the mass, they're stripped of all the things that they put out there saying of how good they are, of how amazing they are, and then people actually see who they really are. There's a huge aspect that I think that is one of the biggest narcissistic injury because it comes across as betrayal. There's rejection built in there. There's defeat because they're not winning. There's definitely criticism. It's a lot of stuff all tied into that. 
The thing is, when people try to go on exposure campaigns or things like that, what happens is it'll often look abusive as like a smear campaign. And the oftentimes it'll have the narcissist that already laid the groundwork to be able to avoid this possibility. To be able to avoid and say like, yeah, my ex was crazy. Like, watch out. She'll say this and this and this. Or like, hey, like this happened in my past relationship. Like, watch out. Like this person, I don't think can be trusted. Like they'll already lay the groundwork a lot of times. When a narcissist is exposed, that big aspect of losing the mass, of shattering that, could be huge in the aspect of them being completely defeated. Does it happen often? No, not at all. But when we're talking about narcissistic injury and people are like, oh yeah, I criticized him and he got his ego hurt, I don't really view that as injury. Because narcissist moves on pretty quickly from that because they don't care. And they don't care a lot of times about your opinions, about your thoughts, about your beliefs. All they care about is what they get out of it. And if you're making that easy or hard for them to continue to live the life that they want to live.